Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast presented by Justice Dental. I am Nick Roush. Hanging out today with our friend Drew Franklin. We got Freddie Maggard in the house. We got Charles Walker in the house. And from Justice Dental, we got Doc Thompson back with us again. Uh, gang, it feels it feels good to be back, even though we haven't seen any more football games. There's still plenty of football to talk about, and Drew, I know you're excited because you're you you're, you're you've played catch up. Welcome back. I have played a lot of catch up. I actually went through and watched. This is going to sound crazy, but I watched every KSR YouTube video today from spring press co- press conferences. Even though I think I've seen all of them, I just wanted to watch them again, taking in all the spring football I can. So I'm fired up and ready to talk about it on the podcast. Oh man, that's almost like clockwork orange, uh, <laughs> just sitting through just hour after hour of press conference, but your service will, it'll, it will be used. It will be appreciated very much. So in this episode, we're going to dive into a variety of topics, but Freddie, before we talk about football, I felt yeah. like you spent the last week just traversing the state, going to various high school basketball games. And yeah, I, I've appreciated that on the depth chart podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, you've been giving shout outs. So we got to shout out our board, Jared's Fort Thomas Highland Bluebirds for getting their first sweet 16 championship. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Jared, Jared's uh, alma mater took my team out, Ashland Blazer. Um, yeah. I had the 16th and the 15th, which meant I was bouncing back and forth from Pikeville to Moorhead state back to Pikeville throwing Versailles every now and then. So, yeah, I, I was traversing the state. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Paintsville uh, won, beat Johnson Central in overtime, then got beat in the first game. But uh, Ashland put on quite a show until, uh, you know, run into uh, a better team there. So, that was, that was tough. But it was fun. I was glad I did it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody saw uh, Highlands actually taking home and, and winning it all. Uh, because E-Town, they were playing like a machine. They beat Ballard, which had been a buzzsaw for most of the year, Drew. And uh, something's in the water in Northern Kentucky because I think they've now won three out of the last four. Uh, three out of the last four, and uh, Highlands wasn't even one of the better teams throughout the regular season in Northern Kentucky. I think they were third in their region. So uh, there's going to be a lot more of that coming. And while we're doing shout-outs from Freddie's podcast, I have to shout out Freddie and you, Nick, because on my 52 trips to Corbin – I caught up on uh, both your podcasts, listened to a lot of that, just Good. taking in more spring football as much as I can. So thank you all for passing the time. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, I I do have to issue an apology to Doc Thompson, though. Uh, well, actually, because here's the, 
Here's the thing is Easter weekend. It's a big weekend for just eating the sweetest sweets ever. Like for Christ's sakes, we dip marshmallows in sugar and call it uh, a peep. I mean, it is sugar overload. But I regret to inform you that my son, he will not have his teeth rot out with sugar because I went to an Easter egg hunt over the weekend that was exclusively eggs. Like, like the real hard-boiled dyed eggs, not the plastic eggs filled with candy. And I'm not going to lie. It, I was a little weirded out. I was a little bothered by it. Um, but we turned some of them into deviled eggs, though, so I couldn't be that mad. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the apology, man. I mean, we did not sponsor that egg hunt. I can promise you that. I don't know <laughs> if I could. Uh, I, 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 I feel you, though, man. I appreciate it. It's the uh, We had a great Easter weekend. I, let me tell you this. From a dental standpoint, I was on call this weekend. Easter, Easter is one of the worst times to be on call for a dentist because of the exact things you just said. There's a lot of chewy candy. There's a lot of crowns, a lot of things uh, being popped off. And it's if you're drawing straws, you have dr drawn the shortest straw if you're a dentist uh, taking on call on Easter. Huh. And uh, that was, so I was there. You, you get elbows thrown trying to get to the eggs, Freddie. I mean, it's, it's ruthless out there. <laughs> I would have never guessed that Easter would be the weekend uh, not to be on call for a dentist. That's pretty fascinating. But I, I get it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was throwing elbows. I have to get my boiled eggs and I'm a big fan of deviled eggs too. Charles I have bad news for Doc Thompson. He is not out of the water yet because oh. he has to see me tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And I'm going to drink bourbon all night watching the national championship. <laughs> so, I don't even know if I'll be there at 8 a.m. I'll see you in about 12 hours. Maybe. Hey, we got a big TV over here. You can just come watch it here and uh, just sleep in the Maybe. lobby if you want. I might have to, but I might not be in the best shape tomorrow morning when, uh, when I meet you for that 8 a.m. You, All right, buddy. You really are we'll joking, you Drew. You're always at, at Justice Dental. <laughs> well, let me actually use the time to brag on Justice Dental. It's not that I have this terrible grill. I did their Invisalign. He got me all straight. I know podcast mm -hmm. listeners can't see, but through Invisalign, I had to go quite often. It's not like this is just a big mess, but it was uh, a couple of years it took. He, he got me straightened out. And uh, now I at least I think I look good and they did a great job. Oh, well, don't be, don't be so kind to yourself. So there's hey, an uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Drew. Yeah, we Invisalign, straightening teeth. That's one thing that we offer. It's a super easy process. Uh, I think Drew would probably endorse it, but it's, uh, it's wearing clear liners for – 10 to 15 to 20 weeks give or take and um we can straighten a lot of teeth nowadays and without braces which is great yeah i busted many a lip uh with braces where they get stuck and uh, it wasn't any fun um but i hope everybody had a fun easter weekend i'm sure charles charles you strike me as the kind of guy that would have the uh the the easter beer egg hunt which is something that i need to get my family to adopt because it's it's a genius idea I don't know if that's a compliment or not. However, that being stated, we went to a nice dinner and celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. And I don't think uh, I'm a peep guy. I not not a chewy candy guy. So, hmm. Doc, you probably hate me as well. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, there, buddy. No worries. We can we can fix anything, buddy. Not one yeah. weekend can't one one weekend can't ruin them can't ruin it all. There you go. 
Well, over the weekend, we actually did get a little bit of break from the football action. The team was still practicing on Saturday, um, but they didn't do any media ops because it was a busy week around the Joe Craft football training facility. They had UK Pro Day where reps from all 32 teams were at Nutter watching the boys work out. There was 11 people there. And Charles, I actually want to start with you because, you know, we can talk about numbers and all that stuff and how crazy they were and all that. But I'm just curious from a person who's sitting there watching them run around in their underwear thinking, oh, come on, it can't be that tough. What is the, the worst part about pro day? What's the worst drill? The one you're like, okay, this is just stupid. I'm wasting my time. This is the worst. It was the damn special teams 60-yard shuttle. Uh, Freddie, that's that's oh, I don't know if they did it this year. Yeah, the 60-yard shuttle. And it's oh, really – it's not the 60-yard shuttle on pro day that is the worst. It is when you are training with Coach Ed on how to do well in the 60-yard shuttle on pro day. <laughs> that one – I remember the first day Chaz Mushi and I – trained for that specific drill because we showed up and I don't know you all know coach Ed personally but when when he's about to take you through a really hard workout he just kind of has that mentality about himself if you would the uh that he knows that it's about to suck and nobody else does until you see the workout uh but the 60-yard shuttle was one that yes it is a pain in the butt Especially because it's near it's near the end of the pro day. So you're already tired because you've literally tried to impress college scouts who are going to judge you for one hour on one day when you're a little 5'10 slot receiver. Um, so that one was tough. And not every – like that's a – I don't want to say it's rare, but not a whole lot of people do it. Like that's – Yeah, that's a, and that, – That's not reason, into every repertoire, you know? The reason I did it was because it's a good way for special team scouts to see if you could participate in special teams. So huh. that was kind of one of the money makers for me, if you would. Well, I didn't make any money from it, so maybe I just wasn't very good at that either. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, don't don't sell yourself short, uh, Charles. You were a Detroit Lion. Don't let anybody ever take that away from you. There you go. Hey, I'm still ready to play too. Matt Patricia. Oh, wait. Sorry, he's not there anymore. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Got him. Because he let me go. It's because he let me go, probably. Probably. I don't know. The fireable <laughs> offense. Yeah, it really, it really is a fireable offense. It's kind of like passing on Jamin Davis because that dude, holy crap, Drew. Like, he doesn't like I don't I don't know how somebody can have no fat. I mean, he has his he had like not the jokes like he doesn't have a six pack he has an eight pack no he had like 20 there was just it was just only muscle everywhere i don't i don't i can't comprehend it i don't know how he did it but my god that dude is a freak yeah and obviously we're big uh jamie davis fans and want him to get drafted in a great spot but when i saw some of those photos from pro day and his numbers i kind of got a little offended like you're you're making the rest of us guys look bad like i never even had an opportunity to have one little ab and you, you have all of the abs uh you can you can hit every little thing on the vert i have no <laughs> athleticism and you just did everything possible so thanks for showing us all up I mean, Freddie, I know you could get up back in the day. I've seen clips of you throwing it down, but I don't think you were ever hitting every single one of those sticks whenever you jumped no. in the vert. 
my goodness, that was impressive. 42-inch vertical leap. And then uh, Eccles, Brandon Eccles comes, follows that with 42-and-a-half-inch vertical leap. So <laughs> those two guys were getting up in the air on Wednesday over there. But overall, I think, you know, my opinion on Pro Day, it was great for the guys going through. Jamin Davis, that was validation. Other, other uh, players that went through the process, a lot of the numbers that came out were validated uh, of what they were had going in uh, at their training sites. And uh, it, was, it was overall a good day. But, but you have to look at, you know, what's going on. What The future part of that is that was a recruiting infomercial for Kentucky because soon after, uh, Grant Bingham from Johnson Central committed to Kentucky. So, you know, uh, it, was, it was just a recruiting uh, film for the Cats, and I thought it was very important for Vince Merrill to showcase how far Kentucky's developed into having seven to eight players, seven to eight players drafted this year, and then possibly more next year. Yeah, it would be a lot if it was seventy-eight. Uh, that would be yeah. quite daunting. But uh, I did see Christian Lewis. He quote tweeted a graphic they had where they've been top ten on combine invites the last couple of years, and he was like, "This is why UK is the best." And like, that's a guy from Alabama, you know. And the people that he's sharing that that are seeing that that's that's significant. Um, it's also just crazy to see a dude jump that high. Like Charles, you were yeah. at what, like a thirty-inch vert. Uh, hey, I was the 35-inch vert, bro. Oh. I can still dunk, all right? Wait, no, you cannot still dunk. I'm not buying that for a second. I'm just not. Really? I'm not okay. I'm not even buying Next that you could ever dunk. Okay, all right. We're going to have to have a dunk off then because I'm determined to dunk once more in my life. And... I want to make it happen before or like once I turn 30. So I'm like, yeah, when I was 30, I could still dunk. It's probably not going to happen. Just like I know that Charles is probably not going to be able to dunk either. Okay. You'll eat your words. I'm not worried about it. I, I feel don't. like if you threw a lob to Charles, he would just fair catch it. I deserve that. I want to doubt him a little bit because, you know, it's been a few years since we've seen him on the football field. I haven't checked in with his athleticism, but I still believe in him. So I'll side with Charles on the dunking competition. Well, Guys, I've, I've been doubting my whole life. I'm not worried about it. Just tell me when you want me to do it. Charles, would you say you're sneaky athletic? Oh, very and very gritty. <laughs> Just a hard worker, a workhorse. Oh, man. Uh, but all joking aside, though, the, the pro day – the numbers were a little bit wild. Um, I don't know if you ever have this in the biz doc, but whenever you don't have like legit, uh, you, you can beef the numbers up when you're doing your own. I, I'm sure that would never happen at Justice Dental. You would never go a certain way to beef up the numbers. But when you got a stopwatch, you can just stop and start your time a little bit quicker than you can with a laser. So everybody was running four fours and four fives. I probably would have ran a four six if I was running that day over at UK because everybody was blazing speed. And frankly, I can't blame him because everybody's been running four threes and four fours at all these pro days. Oh, the, the Davis guy's unbelievable. But a little nugget here. I've actually participated in a pro day. I played baseball at Kentucky Wesley. Shout out to uh, Matt, uh, Ryan Lemon as well. I know he played there. <laughs> and uh, I, think, I think I ran a sub five. 
potentially uh, it may have happened i'm not sure but oh, uh it definitely did. just yeah you can you can you can tell us whatever and we'll believe you wholeheartedly yeah yeah oh yeah well maybe it was a four or five that i'm not sure but anyhow <laughs> um but yeah man uh he was it's unbelievable just seeing the four three and the uh the vert 42 inch it's just it's unreal athleticism so i can't wait to see him play in the league so what what happens at a baseball pro day i've never i didn't know there there was such a thing yeah, you know, ours is pretty simple down there at Kentucky Wesleyan and the Winsboro, and uh, they just they have some scouts come in, and I was a pitcher, so the pitchers get to throw a little bit. They clock you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe I, I, maybe I could – I'm certainly not anywhere near the athlete Charles Walker, but I was a gritty 5'9". Uh, I'll say 5'9", maybe 5'7 and a half. That on the pro day, on the pro day, they measured me five eleven. Crazy. Oh wow! I know, but, <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do that. Uh, but no, man. I mean, I was a you know five nine guy throwing throwing some eighty five mile per hour smoke, and that's what they did, man. So you know, man, that's pretty cool. I I wonder how fast I could throw a baseball now. Like at the the things that like the the minor league ballparks. Yeah, not as hard as you think you can. So let me tell you. So real quick. So I went out. Uh, a shout out a little bit to Andy Shea and the legends. I'm glad they got a new, a new thing here in Lexington. I'm mm-hmm. good friends with Andy. And I went out and threw some balls out there one day. And, uh, I mean, I used to play and I think I topped like 77. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tougher than you think. I mean, you're, you're the velocity velocity goes down the older you get. I wouldn't even want to uh, think about what I would throw, but, but Nick, I have a 40, story a story for you from Ooh. old day Kentucky football <clears throat> this is before uh the turf that they have now field turf we had actual astral turf that was like and carpet it, basically it, it was like carpet on on concrete it was it was miserable but anyway if you ran your 40 from let's say it's right behind the base old baseball field from right field to left field you went up a little bit of an incline so when pro day come around we all ran our forties going towards the facility, which had, was a little bit of a decline, and we all ran faster times. <laughs> that's a true story. Oh, that's awesome! And the thing is, is like if you, if the the scouts, they don't know that there's a slight decline. They, no, they can't no. tell a difference. So no, you, you you try to get every advantage you can on that day. So did you? Do you remember what your time was at, by chance? Yeah, yeah, four five three. Oh heck yeah! That's that's great, Freddie. Or four I, six three, one of the two. Hey, anyway, it, four, it was five, a four something. Yeah, it was a four yeah. something three. Oh yeah, that, that sounds exactly <laughs> right. Hey, and you know what, Freddie? You could swing it the, the rock back in the day too. Did, were you a were you a a junk guy, or did you just throw the gas? Um, I threw a lot of gas, but I had I had a, a sinking curveball that was pretty decent, and then Ooh. I learned how to throw a slider, and that was my go to out pitch. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty much gas with the sliders. Was the only thing I had. Nice, nice. Hey, hey Freddie, it, it, apparently it wasn't enough gas for Owensboro Catholic in the state tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal: it was in the semifinals, and <laughs> Lewis Morris pitched Macy Morris's dad that game because I was going to go in a championship. So what we did is he would he would go five, and then I would go the last two, then I would go five, and he would go two. So. Uh, they were saving me for the title games. That's what we thought about Owens Brook Athlete till they beat us. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh man, breaking! We have some breaking news, folks. 
Charles Walker has video evidence of him actually dunking a basketball. Wow. I'm that's outside. Then how do we know how high the goal was? You see, that's what I would consider that measure it tomorrow. I'm gonna go measure it tomorrow. I want to contend, yes, that this is a nine foot ten rim. And now I'll give you it is a double rim, which they're a little bit harder. There's not as much give. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying it. That is a nine foot ten rim. Uh I call downhill. Yeah, yeah. He was running downhill <laughs> both ways. So Charles, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to meet on on the hardwood, on the on the asphalt to determine this. <laughs> and oh, I think he froze up there. Either way. Okay, let's get back to actually some football. Um shout out Brandon Good Nichols, football. who who I think actually did get make him some money. Uh, at pro day i think lane and young made him some money as well i know we're all going to be focused on jamin davis's crazy numbers uh but the other guys are the ones who really needed a good pro day to pretty much secure a spot yeah i I know i mean even if some of them fall out they're at least going to get with the team i don't think there's any denying that freddie they they did enough to earn a spot uh i'm hoping max duffy is going to end up getting one it's a crapshoot when it comes to punters because you know, it really is just like if a team likes you or not. Uh, yeah. But but I I hope Max gets one just so he can lay claim to being the only person ever dressed, drafted in the Aussie Football League and in the National Football League. Yeah, absolutely. And I think having his brother – no, that's the that's new punter, right? So, my bad. Yeah. But, yeah, um, maybe have – I just want to say maybe having that connection with uh, Wilson's brother at the, at the Steelers and then, mm-hmm. and then the Dean Hood connection – that's what I was trying to say when I, when I misspoke is something that hopefully will pay out for Max. And, and I'd love to see him on a team uh, because uh, obviously the best to ever do it. Uh, and, and it was, he had a tremendous career, but yeah. Uh, back to pro day, Nick, I think, you know, I think AJ Rose had a sneaky good day as well. Had 24 repetitions on the bench press and, you know, his time was at four, four, three, nine, four, four area. So, had a good time, so that that was good for for AJ, and, and I think that every player that participated at the pro day last week will will be on a roster to start camp. Now some may be free agents, but I think that everyone that that participated will be on a team uh, here in a few months. Drew, I what's kind of crazy about Max is that he did some training elsewhere, but when he's in town, he works out with. Uh, as Freddie said, Jordan Berry, who kicks for the Steelers, and his brother Wilson, who's going to be the punter next year, he already says Wilson's better than him. Are, are we buying this? He's saying the incoming punter, the punter already here, is better than him? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good thing for him to say for the guy taking over. I find it very hard to believe that someone is already better than Max Duffy when they haven't even played in a game yet. But, heck, that's <clears> awesome to hear for sure coming from Duffy. Definitely – similar styles, uh, similar ages. So they'll have that maturity and be able to put the work in. And I'm very hopeful he'll be good. And I'm hopeful Max will make an NFL roster. I think being um, with Wilson Berry's older brother, at least could show him a little bit more of what it takes to make a team and compete in that league. So I know, heck, the whole fan base loves loves Max Duffy. I'm hoping uh, he gets that shot. It's also too, because he's like the king of one-liners. He's got got (laughs) lots of them. And 
he's like, oh, just being, uh, just being more uh, honest, not modest. And, you know, uh, he, he was cracking jokes about it's good to be with some Aussies, you know, some people that have some real sense about him. You know, he's just he's always got a joke up his sleeve, too. And that's that's part of the reason why people love Max. And I mentioned him as a fan favorite uh, with pro potential, but a guy who's kind of got the fan base divided on if they still support him. My boy, boss man, fat had a big pro day. Uh, yeah. Some people don't care as much with how it's his time at UK ended, but uh, he put up a nice 40 time when there was some criticism of his speed. So that's another, I think, pro day winner at UK. Yeah. And speaking of like people being split, I tweeted that Eddie Grand was at pro day and it's one of my most popular tweets ever. I don't like I it, it's so bizarre how Eddie Grand was such a like people just despised him at times. But now it's, I don't know if it's revisionist history, but people love him. I, it's so weird to see the fans so split over the guy because, I mean, let's face it, Kentucky's offense kind of stunk at times. So I, I just, I, I find it odd and intriguing how, how people re- reacted and responded to that. Yeah, I mean, I think most people agree it was probably time for UK to go in a different direction. But, I mean, Eddie Grant did still did plenty of good for this program. He's a, he's a great man in general. Heck, he still lives in mm-hmm. Lexington. I think I've seen him out in person three times since he's lost his job. And, uh, I mean, people still speak very highly of him in the community. But there are some fans who are still very livid with, I guess, how he – I don't even want to say he didn't pan out. I thought he did pretty well. It was just kind of time for things to, to go a different direction. I think it speaks volumes to the person that Eddie Grant is, the class that he wanted to to go over and watch his guys that he, you know, some he recruited, he developed, and it was their time to to show out from the NFL. And I, I thought it was classy move by Eddie to be there. Uh, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I mean that's my viewpoint on it. And, and Eddie Grant did some great things. Let's, let's not forget, 2019 Kentucky finished fourth in the country in Russian offense. You know, 276 yards a game. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't an air, air raid, but, you know, you finish fourth in the country on the ground. That's pretty daggone good first in the SEC. And then that running game's always been good. Just never did get that passing game going. Uh, but like Drew said, I think it was time. But, man, what a first-class guy. And for me, I really appreciate him being there for his guys. Charles, what do you take on that? I can – I can Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My Wi-Fi is being terrible. I completely agree. I think it's a class move. And again, like you said, it, it tells the kind of man he is. Um, and going back to what Drew said, you know, he's still in Lexington. He didn't didn't get fired and just left the, the, the next day. He stayed. And part of that probably was so we could see these guys on pro day. And I just I can't reiterate more than what you two just said. It just shows the kind of man he is. And that's someone you want leading your boys. It didn't work out, but both parties are better off this way. I feel like yeah. I'm breaking up with a girlfriend. Well, yeah, it was like, <laughs> it's was... like ha- handling a breakup of class, you know, like having a little bit of like, Hey, it's just not working out. You know, it was great. We had some great times. Like remember that dance? That was so much fun. That trip it's we took you, down to Jacksonville. Me. Exactly. So, you know, things happen. You, you had a lot of fun in Orlando, but, um, uh, you know, it's it's time to move on. So, and I think he, that's he why and, people. I like just it. want to add real quick. He and AJ Rose came in at this exact same time at UK. I mean, they were 
AJ came in as a freshman when Eddie Grand first got that job. He was his running back coach with Benny as the other running back. So I could definitely see why he'd want to be there for AJ Rose of all people too. Sure, mm-hmm. he was there supporting yeah. everyone, but AJ especially, he was with them every step of the way. And that's somebody, uh, you know, before we, before we change the subject, that's somebody that I'm going to keep an eye on is, is AJ Rose because he was an NFL type running back when he played in college. So his game, his game transfers over to the next level. It's, it's only about, you know, where where he'll get a shot to play. But but I think that his game translates well to the National Football League. Well, I do want to transition into spring practice. And I wanted to ask Drew, too, because you did play a lot of catch-up over the time. There's a lot that happened in the first two weeks. I have a feeling as we enter this kind of home stretch, you know, we're going to get some recycled kind of stuff from the coaches. We're not seeing anything. It'll probably, you know, I'm not I'm – not, not going to say it's going to get stale, but, uh, you know, there's only so many guys you can kind of ask about uh, to an extent. So I'm curious, Drew, what really popped? What do you, what do you think really stood out to you in that, that beginning of spring practice? Uh, well, one thing stands out probably above everything, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but what did Mark Stoops say about that practice where they connected on like, what was it, 30-something? 20, 29 of 34. Yeah, I mean, come on. That really happened? I'm not saying it didn't, but if it did, I'm going to get very excited because that that just doesn't exist, especially in Lexington, especially this early in the spring when you're looking for your quarterback. So assuming that's true, and I would never call Mark Stoops a liar, that had me raised out of my seat completely when I heard that. And really, anytime Cohen talks, he speaks very highly of everything. That could just be he's new to media. I don't know what if he did any with the Rams, but He's always uh, pumping a lot of positivity that gets me excited. And then my third big takeaway is my boy, Bully. Everybody raving about how mature and how good he looks, stepping up, finally being a starter in that role, a senior. Uh, So he's my third takeaway. I'll go with the the passing game, Cohen loving everything, and Bully. I'm I'm curious, Doc Thompson, can you recall a time that Kentucky was 29 or 34 in the passing game? Oh, wait. He's I think he's oh. muted. Oh, yeah, you're muted, Doc. Charles, you're on mute. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you got, you, am I here? Am I here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're so excited here. you hit mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I guess the air raids were, must have been going off the last time we had 30 passing police, right? I mean, I don't know how long ago it was, but we talked about that last time on the uh, on the little thing that we did with the, the March Madness. But, yeah, man, that, that's the last time I guess I remember it. Did they, did they do 35 passes a game then? I don't know. How many do they have? Ooh. 50? 100? I don't know. I mean, how many do they do? I don't know. Ooh, that is a good question. Charles, how many – we heard Liam Cohen say that we're going to give Chris Rodriguez 25 touches a game. How many passes a game you think you, you think we're in for with Cohen as offense coordinator? Some days – well, I don't know because I didn't play for him, but some days we'd go through 105 plays on offense during film on Monday. Some games we'd go through 54 plays on offense. Um, I will say there was a little birdie that was at practice that got to see some of the guys firsthand. Boys look good. And Cohen himself, very impressive. Got to speak with him for a little bit. Just an awesome dude, young. I think he brings a, a vibe that is very different than Eddie's and I think some of that's just due to the fact that he is young. He's been out in L.A. under Sean McVay, and I think he's going to want to throw the ball. But, I mean, you see Chris Rodriguez running it, and 
I think we're just going to have a really good offense this year. Oh, man, I love it. Charles goes to one practice. or No, a little birdie goes to one practice, and he's like, oh, we're going to have great offense. Like, I, I love it. <laughs> that, that's the kind of hype I need, Freddie. I need just unfiltered awesomeness coming through because let's let's face it it was it was a struggle at times last year because the defense played great and you're like offense just give them a little bit more and you can win two or three more games yeah and, and let's just be specific and honest about it it's the passing game the running game for kentucky has been solid for years uh so it was the passing game that that did not produce a lot of completions a lot of yards per attempt uh only seven touchdowns if I'm, my memory is correct for the for the season so uh, yeah, the, the, the passing game is where Kentucky had to uh, get better at, uh, and everybody knew that that was the case. But if Kentucky runs 40 – I'm sorry, 70 plays in the game, I would like to see 40 runs and 35, 30 passes. I think that would be a perfect mixture uh, because here's the deal. If you're throwing the ball well, you're scoring points, and you have Chris Rodriguez, what are you going to do in the fourth quarter? If you have a lead, you're going to give him the football. So I think that's where a higher number of carries uh, than we're expecting right now. I think we're going to see a higher number of carries once the season gets here. It's not a bad split um, because, heck, I mean, I, you know, the amount of times Kentucky's thrown it 30 or more, uh, excluding like the Sawyer-Smith game and Mississippi State. I mean, there just, there just haven't been a whole lot of those high attempt games. And if Rodriguez is getting 25 to 30, you know, Smoke's going to get some touches too. McLean, he'll yeah. probably get in a little bit as well. So yeah. th they're going to have to spread the wealth around a little bit. Charles, I got to put you on the spot too, because uh, there's been some talk of some guys catching some deep balls, uh, you know, that are that are names we don't normally hear, like Tay-Tay Crooms, where any dudes make some big plays that were like, oh, now that's a catch – I haven't seen very often around here lately. Wandell Robinson and really not more from a, that was a route that I have not seen here in these days. And Garrett Johnson, one of my best friends, good buddies on the team, fellow receiver came in. Juice had some really, really nice one-on-one -on -one routes. And obviously we saw him do it in the games. Wandell gives him a run for his money. Um, already and he looks great and what does that do it just opens up that room even more because now these nickel packages will be focusing on him and our guys like Josh Ali Isaiah Epps and the young guys Isaiah Cummins and Crooms will get the ball that being said uh, I think Crooms and Isaiah Cummins or what's his last name Nick Cummings is it Cummins yeah, yeah. I think they they need this summer to progress still um, and they looked good, but they, they it, need some more progression. It's the flashes um, thing with wide receivers. You know, you, you make like a big play here and there, but it's all about consistency with a lot of those guys, which exactly, which like, yeah. that's why, you know, you, you hear some things that surprise you. And there's one thing I've been hearing that has frankly shocked me. Um, uh, I'm going to be, to be completely honest, Drew, when we were doing our signing day stuff, I really didn't give Kaya Sharon much time of the day because Darren Henshaw didn't recruit a ton of great quarterbacks. Like, let's just face it. And Sharon was hurt in his uh, – he, he was hurt a lot of his senior season, so we saw him throw a game-winning touchdown in the state championship as a junior, but he didn't do a whole lot as a senior. 
So I, I really was like, all right, this kid with great hair, I had some definite hair jealousy. It's like, you know what? I just, I don't think anything's going to come of Sharon. We're bringing in these transfers. Like it's, it's the Bo Allen or, or transfer time. Kai Sharon is actually good. This is not like some sort of gas him up. He has been consistently surprising throughout spring. He's got a big arm and that's what people that you know aren't talking on the record they're impressed with him but even on the record liam cohen's like dude this guy he's a cool character man he, he'll make a big throw and then just walk off the field like nothing happens and that's the kind of the the very steady kind of presence at quarterback is exactly what kentucky needs and i am very happy that i was wrong about kaya sharon of course there's a long way to go there's plenty of people in front of him but he has a lot of tools <laughs> And if Liam Cohen can sharpen those up, then he could end up being a really good player and maybe even the future of Kentucky's offense. Yeah, I've been surprised to hear his name, actually, when you have Bo Allen, Joey Gatewood going at it and then adding a third this fall from Penn State. I didn't even think his name would be uttered in a press conference, to be honest with you. Nothing against his game. It's just there's so many people ahead of him right now. But to be talk about him just months, I mean, he's an early enrollee. To be uh, hearing about him this much, it's it's great for the future, even if it's not right away. We, on a personal note, we met him down. Uh, KSR covered one of his games, and I just thought he was a great kid. I'm with you. Great hair. Had jealousy there. It's one of those things, you know, it's like you're already a, a star quarterback. Do you really need to have great hair, too? Oh, yeah. So I there mean, was a little, bit, a little bit there built in, too, that I can't avoid. Everyone would feel that way. Right, right. I, I, I love that he's off to a great start at UK. He even makes Freddie's mullet look bad. And Freddie had the most beautiful <laughs> mullet in the history of I mullets. did. I did. <clears throat> what I like about it, obviously I'm happy and I'm proud of Kaya because that he is he is playing well right now. Uh, but just what Lee and Cohen said about him in the press conference is the first time, most likely, I can't speak for Kaya, but I, I can go back to my personal experience. If you have a coach or a coordinator singles you out, single you out when, when you're that young, that's a confidence boost, man. And that's the first time, you know, again, I can't speak for him, but for me in a similar situation it was like, maybe I can play with these guys. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I am good enough to get on the field here and play with these guys. So uh, way to go, Kai. I hope, I hope you continue to have success and I'm very proud of it. I also love too, that his name's Kaya and Somerset's not technically Eastern Kentucky. I guess it's foothills. They put, they're in the same region with all those, uh, like Somerset's the border of Lake Country and kind of Appalachia, you know, but they play a lot of those teams around there. And it, can you, I just wonder what it sounded like when he was playing Corbin or, you know, some of those other teams when they would say Kaya on the, uh, Kaya, I mean, I just, I, I'm sure that, <laughs> I'm sure that went well. a lot well. of twang there. Oh, yeah. Ton of twang. Kaya? Come Kaya? on, Kaya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Kaya Sharon, to segue this in, an in-state guy a briar jumper which great mascot by the way yeah he's he was a successful in-state recruit and doc we got two more in-state recruits coming in with and they're both four-star athletes uh grant bingham an offensive tackle at johnson central and travion longmire from corbin it's exciting to keep some of the best of the best home and, and really keep the mo get the momentum going in recruiting this spring and I'm, I'm glad you segued away that here. It's almost ironic. Uh, I listened to the KSR signing day, and that was exciting uh, on Grant. But I sent a few texts out today. I was thinking about you all. 
I'm trying to use my Owensboro connections here on another quarterback in state with Gavin Wimsett, who uh, I, I may potentially uh, – I'm waiting to hear back. But Gavin, if you're listening, you're from Owensboro. I'm, I'm trying to make a, a few connections there to, to maybe get an inside <laughs> – to, to maybe get an inside track and maybe see what we can do here with Gavin. I uh, would love to see him stay in state as well. I have yeah. been – I have gotten word from some some birds in Owensboro that a, a decision video is going to be made soon. So, you know. Yep. So. Made him down Friday for work. If I can, uh, somebody shoot me his address. I'll, I'll make I'll make sure he chooses Kentucky. All right. I can I can get that I can get that for you, Charles. <laughs> all within the rules here, guys. Of course. All within the rules. Yes. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Drew, that goes without saying. Come on. Right, right, but I, I I know there is a little bit of bad blood between Catholic and the Red Devils, though. So don't, Gavin, don't hold it against Doc Thompson. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, um, they they always uh, they're a little bit bigger than Catholic. We always give them a good run, but man, I tell you what, they, they have some stellar athletes in that school. So and a lot of good yeah. friends from there. So Red Red Devils are are great 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 powerhouse down there. And that's exactly what happened. We went to the game. Freddie is Owensboro Catholic. They hung tough for yeah, they did a half, and then Gavin just like was like, "I'm gonna go be a badass now," and started yeah, like yeah. just yeah, you know, throwing just bombs all over the field. He's he's pretty good. That's one of the many guys that Kentucky is still pursuing around the state, uh, yep. along with Dane Key, who we all know of and hear very well. There's another guy, kid by the name of Keontae Goodwin, who was a sensation as an eighth grader, got offered by Kentucky, Georgia, Louisville, a couple others. Uh, he's not in the in-state rankings because he plays for Charlestown in Southern Indiana. I think he moved over there. But, like, Charles, come on, Southern Indiana, Louisville, we're basically the same. And Keontae – Yes, yes. And Keontae is a stud – Top 100 offense tackle, uh, who, I mean, same company as Bingham, where they're just impressive specimens in the line of scrimmage. And that's one thing, too, Freddie, is like a lot of a lot of offensive linemen, you know, I know that you and I, we can go on and on all day. It's like whenever you started talking about the long snapper on that one signing day show and Stoops is like, man, Freddie, I got to I gotta give you props there, man. But like, <laughs> Grant Bingham, he's got the kind of highlights that, I mean, they're, he's just running around blowing dudes up at 6'6", 300 pounds. Like, people that yeah. large should not be able to take down guys like Travion Longmire in open space. Well, I know, I know Bully McCall is Drew's favorite player, uh, but I think Grant Bingham is shortly going to take over once Bully's gone. Bingham is 6'6", 310, and his second sport is tennis. Mm. He is actually on the Johnson Central tennis team, and that just shows you his nice. movement. <clears throat> For me, you know, evaluating – you know, first of all, I wrote that thing on KSR, which once I got into it, it really just started fascinating me that offensive line talent in the state of Kentucky over the past six years has produced five All-Americans and seven four- or five-star prospects on the offensive line. That blew my mind once I started getting into it. I mean, Kentucky is an offensive line state. I mean, that's, that's Wisconsin stuff. You know, there, uh, but Grant Bingham, man, he, he's a dude. I, I, I compare him to me. He is a cross between, I'm not saying he's as good as uh, Jagger Burton or Walker Parks, but if you take from each of them, he has the athleticism that is similar to Jagger Burton and the nastiness that is attributed to Walker Parks. You combine those and you get Grant Bingham. I think he's that good of a player. 
Uh, but you know, back and, and Trent, you know, get, get into another subject real quick. Talking about guys that you're hearing good things about, I'm hearing great things about Jagger Burton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you Charles? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was one. Uh, that was one I wanted to transition into. I'm glad you did. He's gonna be good. <laughs> Charles, you have well, such a bad told poker me. face. Birdie told you have me he's such a bad good. poker face. It's so <laughs> terrible. I'm just a birdie Tommy. Drew, imagine showing up to the tennis court and you've got to go up against a 6'6", 310-pound guy in high school. Uh, I'm a former high school tennis player, a star, some might say. And if I had gotten out of the Madisonville Maroons van that we would take the matches and Grant Bingham was standing there, I would have gotten right back in the van and said, driving back to Madisonville, I'm not <laughs> It's got to do wonders for his footwork, too, on a serious note. I would yeah. think being able to play tennis would be great for an offensive lineman getting those feet going. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Drew, I mean, I can tell you from watching him play in person a couple of times, uh, and, and I actually talked to a high school coach in Kentucky, and he said that, you know, when, when they ran that pitch that they would pull Bingham from the offensive tackle position, he would be two to three steps ahead of the running back. And, and it, it's different when you see it on film, and I think that's why I'm so much higher on him than, than other people. It's different when you watch film and then you sit in person. And I watched him warm up for an hour before the Simon Kenton game and then watch that translate onto the field. And, and that's why I'm, I'm extremely high on Grant Bingham. I think he's going to be a really good player for a long time. Does he have like a tennis huddle I could go watch just in highlight tape? <laughs> Do they make those? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get him to get on that. We need a uh, tennis mixtape. The the high well, school mixed let, it. They're gonna hit the Tennessee. Let, let, let's extend the uh, the Kroger KSR game of the week to to tennis, and we'll do a show and do the whole thing there, Drew. There we go. Uh, there you I go. Think, I think we do plenty, but um, <laughs> uh, I would be down. You know, not to keep bragging, but I did work for the Tennis Channel for a while, so I, I know what I'm looking at when I see a good tennis player. Drew, it's just Tennis Channel. It's not the oh, tennis excuse me. Channel. That's right. Gosh, oh, shaking my head. But I, not to enough tennis joking around. I wanted to add one more thing, or not really add, but just really emphasize and agree with Freddie saying this is becoming an offensive lineman state. Uh, you know, Bingham being the latest to commit to UK, but Wisconsin always has that reputation, even like in Iowa, heck, down in Mississippi. They talk about Mississippi State. Kentucky should have been like that all along. I mean, we grow yeah. big here too, and it's about time there's finally – it's finally producing and getting some recognition for it, and hopefully it will continue, and UK will keep getting the big commitments because, as we all well know, the big blue wall is was among the best the last couple of years, and a lot of it was homegrown talent. Yeah, but I think I could make the point that that coaching in at the high school level is is at a pinnacle right now, in my opinion, in the state of Kentucky. These players are well developed by the time they hit the collegiate le- level. Look what Jedrick Wills did at Alabama. Walker Parks played as a true freshman at Clemson. Jagger Burton's going to play as a true freshman, uh, and then you go take it back a little bit further. Landon Young, Drake Jackson, you know, both All Americans, and look what they did at Kentucky. Uh, so, yeah, you know, do, and the research on that article, uh, Damani Dawson was drafted in 87 to the Steelers and, and is considered the best center to ever play the game of football. Uh, later on in 93, Kentucky had two players drafted, both from the state of Kentucky, Todd Perry, Todd Perry to the Bears, Chuck Bradley to the Bengals. And then you had a 20-year gap with Kentucky not having an offensive lineman drafted until Larry Warford got selected. So, 20 years without an offensive lineman. And then I think you're going to see a run on offensive lineman for Kentucky for a very long period of time. 
Well, and what makes it great uh, in Doc Thompson's case is those dudes are just busting out teeth left and right, <laughs> and he can fix them up at Justice Dental. Hey, uh, we'd love to see him at Justice Dental. We, uh, when knocked out teeth happen, I usually step and I do all the implant surgeries here. So, uh, yeah, knocked out tooth. We place dental implants and get a tooth back in three or four months. And that's what we do with that case. But when I, you know, when I listened to, uh, to Grant's uh, commitment on KSR, what I loved the most about it was how he talked about how he wanted to stay in state. Yeah. Play like and play for the fans and play for Kentucky and just, he, he, he just, he had a pride in the blue. And yeah. playing for Kentucky, and that's that's what I loved about it. Yeah, and and you made that point too, Freddie. The same thing goes for Travion Longmire, where these guys they're just football yeah. players who are athletes that'll do whatever they got to do to help the team. I mean, Longmire, yeah, he plays what seventeen positions for Corbin. He's also yes. a track and field star. Like, yeah, th- those guys might not have the numbers that jump out that are. He's a two thousand yard rusher, but he's got sixty carries and sixty receptions and yeah. twenty tackles and a couple interceptions. I mean, that's- yeah, that's, a, that's good. The thing with Travion Longmire, his commitment was at a time where uh, the, the regional tournaments were going on, and then football wise, you had Pro Day, then you had Grant Bingham, and, and then you had to compete with the, the headlines with Jamin Davis. I think uh, Travion's commitment got lost in the shuffle a little bit, but this is. This is where we are with Kentucky football, that a four-star prospect from the state of Kentucky at Corbin committed to the Cats. And then, you know, it's 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 great, but it's almost expected now. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's where Kentucky is. You still got some big dogs out in the state. You have Ty Bryant at, at Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. You have Dane Key, who is a great kid, did a good story on him and and interviewed him. Uh, I, I love his game. He, he's listed on the site at 6'2", 170. He is 6'3", 195 right now, Drew, and could be 200 by the end of this week. So, And then you have the kicker down in, in Boyle County, Jackson Smith. You can't forget about him. No, kickers are people and, too. And, and Doc's guy, obviously, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Gavin Wims at down Owensboro. So, yeah, there's there's some big dogs in the state. This, this year's in-state. Uh, uh, signing class is going to be one of the better ones that we've seen in quite a while. And Kentucky's keeping a lot of those home. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to take a second to thank Justice Dental for bringing us this podcast and also to throw Charles Walker for a loop. And I need some more talking from this little birdie. So, Charles, um, let your guard down and just, just you know, tell us who's going to be the starting quarterback. <clears throat> That's one thing I really – uh, I can't tell you my little birdie from one practice can't decide that. That being said, on the field, Gatewood is bigger and he has more experience. Advantage Gatewood. Off the field, vocally, I think Bo Allen is still in that phase where he is maybe not old enough to I feel like he has the locker room slash has the respect from the locker room yet. And hmm. Gatewood comes from an Auburn. And again, he's older. So when you when you're 22 versus 19, you just kind of have a different mentality about you. If I had to pick the starter right now through my little birdie's eyes, I'd say Gatewood would be the starter. That being said, I don't think it has to do with who has the best ability to play quarterback right now more or less who can the team get behind and who can lead vocally and on the field. Hmm. So there you go. 
Interesting. Very That's what, if, if I had to guess today, if, they, if we were playing tomorrow, Gateway would start. And Will Levis isn't even on campus yet. So yes. a, a lot is going to change between now and September 4th. Uh, we still got a lot of football to go. We still got a handful of spring practices to go. Uh, and you better believe that we'll see before it's all said and done. Uh, but once again, thanks a lot to Justice Dental and Doc Tristan Thompson for for sponsoring this podcast for being here today. Doc, where can they where can they go see you? Yeah, absolutely. We have two Lexington uh, locations. One's off of Richmond Man of War, right beside uh, St. Joe East over there. The other one is on Wellington Way, which is very, very close in proximity to Western Christian Academy, right around the corner from the mall, uh, Fayette County Mall. So that, that's our two locations, and uh, I appreciate you having us on, and it's a pleasure, and uh, look forward to seeing anybody and everybody uh, in the state of Kentucky that needs a dentist. Yeah, I'll and- see you in about 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it, Drew. Uh, I also yes. got to say that I'm impressed, too, because it sounds like you do just pretty much – whatever what whatever possibly could be done you aren't got to go all over town you can just go to one spot at justice dental you're right at justice dental we do comprehensive dentistry there's no doubt we we take our time we get to know everybody and we look at uh, a comprehensive model so in-house we do IV sedations if you're it's not your favorite place do dental implants uh, we talked about straightening teeth we did that with drew with invisalign of course we do the round of the middle things too fillings same day crowns dental crown come in, we'll digitally scan it and have your crown done the same day. So you don't have to come back. And so we, we believe in technology, believe in comprehensive dentistry and uh, certainly would look forward to to seeing the bluegrass there. And the folks are really, really nice too. The whole staff there just treats you great. And this is some, this is coming from somebody that wasn't a fan of going to the dentist to overcoming that fear. So uh, not only are we glad to have him on this podcast, but, that's my dude. So, yeah. Appreciate that. First-hand, first-hand experience. We're not going to pick the game game's winner tonight so we mm-hmm. can look stupid tomorrow. Right. We're Wait, not. Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah, let's do it real quick. Let's, let's just do a vote. Uh, who's going to see the end of this game with his 930 tip? <laughs> Ooh, I drink a nice coffee at like 7, so I might make it. Oh, Drew, you've got a coffee mug there. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. I think I'm I'll gonna make try. it. But I'm finally at that age where I complain about late starts. I used to be like, who can't handle a 9 p.m. game? And now I'm already drinking every coffee in the house just to watch the second half. I really want – I'm, I'm invested in Baylor. I'm very invested in Baylor. Um, so, bear down. Me too. I didn't know that about you. Bear down indeed. Yeah, I also did the thing too, Drew, where I looked at national championship odds before the Final Four. So I got Baylor at plus two eighty. So oh, cool. lovely, yeah. Nice. Yeah. lovely. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'm let's... I'm a Gonzaga guy. Gonzaga. Oh. How you say it? Gonzaga or Gonzaga? I think they're the Zags. So okay. I think I think it'd be Re- Zaga. Reason being, I'm with Freddie. I, I let's, let's just let's just face it. I am much older than everybody on this podcast. I don't know if I'm gonna be around. You know what I mean? You hit a certain age. You want to see history made. There's not been an undefeated champion since Indiana in the 70s. So I would like to see history made tonight and the Zags cut the nets down. Well, I can't wait until you're wrong when these folks are listening to this podcast (laughs) Tuesday morning. We appreciate all y'all for hanging out with us, listening to a bunch of blowhards talk talk a little ball. Uh, And we'll be back before you know it. And until then, remember, go Cats, go Kroger. The peep, the technique. 